Hello, my name is Cheryl Anderson. I am the only great-grandma chauffeur here. I'm with Oak Hill Church at the 2022 Elevate Youth Convention, and you'll be listening to the CLB Forge Podcast, sponsored by North American Missions. Enjoy the show. Welcome, I'm Mike Natal. And I'm Lindsay Rosado. And today we are getting to know Lutheran Brethren Seminary Professor Nate Larson, who is going to talk to us a little bit about his brand new faculty position at the seminary. So a little bit about Dr. Nate Larson. He grew up with missionary parents from the Lutheran Brethren in Japan. He finished high school in Tokyo, and he's been in Minnesota since the fall of 1973. He then took a year of Bible from Lutheran Brethren's Bible School in 1974, went to M-State in Fergus Falls and then received a degree in psychology from Moorhead MSUM and a master's in counseling from NDSU. And then he's received a PhD in family psychology from Capella University, and he is a licensed psychologist in Minnesota. He's married to Debbie for 44 years. He has three kids, nine grandkids. And besides working at Lakeland Mental Health for 35 years as a psychologist, he has also been teaching psychology with M-State for 25 years. This is quite a list of accomplishments. So we're, we're going to keep going, but this is very impressive. I'm very impressed. He's been involved with LB Churches for most of his life. He's currently attending Good Shepherd in Fergus Falls. And in addition, he was in leadership with InterVarsity Christian Fellowship in college. He's been an elder two times in different Lutheran Brethren churches and has taught adult Sunday school classes for many, many years. Right now, he is teaching practical theology at the seminary, and he's going to tell us a little bit more about that as our conversation goes on. So welcome to you, Dr. Nate Larson. How are you? I'm doing okay, Lindsay. Thank you. And by the way, that's what happens when you live as long as I do. (laughs) Uh, So we like to kick off our podcast by asking our guests a little unrelated question to anything. And so our first question that we're going to ask you is, Nate, can you tell us what your favorite childhood cartoon or television show was growing up? Let's see. As far as a cartoon, you know, that was back in the day when we had Bugs Bunny and Popeye and all those old classics. I I liked all of those. Probably when I was really little, it was The Lone Ranger. Nice. That was back in the 50s and 60s, probably 50s. And after that, it was probably Andy Griffith. I still watch that show. That's that's a, a real favorite of mine. I, I love that show. He and, he and Barney Fife. <laughs> nice. Yeah, you're not alone on the Looney Tunes one. We recently interviewed retired chaplain Mike Hoyer, and his favorite was Looney Tunes. And he was talking about wanting to go back through and like rewatch Looney Tunes to see if, you know, he picks up on anything different than what he remembers it being. So you're definitely not alone on the Looney Tunes front. Nate, can you tell us a little bit about your spiritual journey and who influenced you on your road to being part of the faculty at the Lutheran Brethren Seminary? Well, as Lindsay was saying, I grew up in Japan with missionary parents, and then my father is a pastor of LB Churches here in Minnesota and Washington for a few years as well. So I grew up in the church. I grew up with my parents, certainly talking about their faith, and my faith was important to me at that time. I struggled during my teen years, but clearly my parents were a big influence on me. And really the person who helped me to get uh, straightened out in my faith and get clear about where I was in my relationship with Christ was my brother-in-law, who happens to be a professor here, Dr. Gail Matheson. I can still remember the night that we met. I don't know how it happened. He was dating my sister at the time. Anyway, we had a serious talk, and things really took a change from there. And then I got involved with Stavanger Lutheran Church, which is out where 
just a few miles from where you were, Michael, when you were in Fergus here at Messiah with uh, Kurt Atnison, and he had a big influence on me. And I got involved in the Bible school, and and I had wonderful classes with uh, Omar Jernis and Don Brew, Joel Levang, John Kildee, all the old classics. Yeah, right. <laughs> the heavy hitters, the all-star team right there. Wow. Yes, that was a wonderful experience for me. And then I got involved in college after that uh, at the M State and, and so on. But all of those people, my parents, uh, Galen, Kurt Atnison, and then those professors at the Bible College way back in the 70s had a huge impact on me. So can you tell us a little bit about what drew you to accepting this call to serve at the Lutheran Brethren Seminary? Well, I've been working as a psychologist at Lake Mill Health for, as you said, Lindsay, about 35 years. And one of the ways that I survive doing all that therapy, because lots of what I do is therapy just uh, all day long, is by teaching. And so I have taught for the past 25 years at M State and the different campuses. I've taught psychology. And uh, about 10 or 12 years ago, when Michael was a student at the seminary, I was able to co-teach a couple of classes with uh, Dr. Veeam back then. And so my love for teaching and, of course, uh, teaching at a seminary where you've got students that are much more motivated and interested in the topic than uh, general psych classes. <laughs> you know, that clearly was much more attractive to me. And, of course, the fact that uh, I can in- include my faith, talking about my relationship with Christ and the importance of, of that whole part of our lives in the mental health aspect is important to me. Uh, and the teacher, uh, the classes I teach here at the seminary are, are kind of mental health psychology oriented, so that interests me too. Pastors trying to take better care of themselves, kind of some counseling courses. We don't call it counseling, but it's kind of that. So it's all kind of in my area. But teaching helps me to survive the uh, all the therapy I do. So it sounds like your prior positions, your prior experience really prepared you to accept the call to the seminary. Can you tell us a little bit about what classes you are teaching there? The two classes I teach in particular is uh, personal wellness, which really focuses on the mental health aspect of uh, pastors. And the other class is spiritual care, which is kind of like a counseling course, but geared much more towards the spiritual side of things. But we talk about the person being the whole person too, the psychological, the emotional, the physical, keeping that in mind, but focusing especially on the spiritual. So that's in the fall and then the spring now is personal wellness. The two other classes, I guess you'd call them classes that I teach. I meet weekly with guys who are involved in the supervised ministry education, which is kind of like meeting with the guys who are in internships at their churches. And so we meet and talk about how it's going in the church, how it's going with the seminary, how it's doing, how they're doing with their family, almost more of a support kind of atmosphere. And not necessarily teaching and lecturing. It isn't really that. It's more of a support. So I, I do kind of a combination. I teach the personal wellness and spiritual care. And then I've got a couple of uh, SME classes going that are more supportive in nature. Nate, can you give us kind of a overview of those classes that you teach? What's involved? Also, maybe like what year in seminary are the students taking that class and what they're trying to retain from it and learn from it? So the SME classes are the kind of internship type classes. They go for two years. So it'd probably be the first and second year, basically. And then the uh, spiritual care classes in the fall of uh, their third year, generally. And spiritual care focuses on kind of counseling skills, talking to people about their spiritual life, about their spiritual struggles, but also keeping in mind other aspects of the person that sometimes 
if they have physical issues or if they have psychological issues that can certainly affect the spiritual as well, that it's all interconnected and, and vice versa. So it's more of a talking about different skills and awareness and practice of interacting with people on more of an individual basis regarding spiritual type issues, spiritual struggles that they might be having. Mm -hmm. That's why I call it kind of like a counseling class. The second, the other class that I teach in the spring, which would be typically their last class uh, of their third year, <clears throat> is personal wellness. That focuses, as I was saying, really on the mental health. We talk about everything from stress, dealing with family, mental health issues, the importance of sleep, managing anger, dealing with conflict, creating a psychologically safe environment. So it's all those kinds of topics we talk about personal wellness that hopefully the, these students will take into their ministry and try to keep in mind to try to stay healthier so they don't burn out. For me, personal wellness, when I went through that in my third year of seminary, was similar to why I encourage people who are getting married to go through pre-marriage counseling, because it was one of those classes where we were going through live fire situations, but we weren't actually in the situation. And then once I got out into ministry, I was actually in those situations and I was able to think back on what I learned in personal wellness and then spiritual care class as well, and kind of have the tools in my toolbox already to use them. So I wasn't kind of scrambling to figure out what tools to use while in this situation. I already knew where to go when the situation arose. And so both of those classes were really influential. And so I always tell people, you know, those two classes are just as important as pre-marriage counseling before you get married, because it gives you the ability to talk through situations that you don't immediately find yourself in. So when you do find yourself in them, you know how to tackle them better. Very well said, Michael. Yeah, that's certainly my, my hope with this. The other thing I want to mention, too, is I have lots of speakers coming in from both those classes, like in spiritual care, talking about how they do their spiritual care in their congregations. So I have both uh, women and men come in and talk with area ones. Uh, it typically, is, yeah, I've usually used area ones. I've just had people come in physically to come and talk. And personal wellness, the same thing. I have area pastors and pastors' wives come in and talk about what are the things they do or what are the things they wish they had done or are trying to work at to try to stay healthier in ministry. So besides having books, we talk about it and bring stuff that I bring from the mental health field. We have lots of people who are in the process of trying to take care of themselves now in the ministry coming to talk too. I, I think that's really helpful. So I'm sure this is something Mike would agree with. And, and I think a bit the story he shared does support the idea. And I, we hear it from all the pastors, all the ministry professionals we talk to, the, the impact that professors or seminary professors can have on the ministry that they go on to do. Is there one thing or a couple of things that you really want every student that you have a relationship with to take away from those classes? It's hard to narrow down to one thing, but the first thing that comes to my mind is this idea of, of having a good support system. I try to do this, especially in personal wellness. For example, we do a check-in every, every time we get together in class. Students go around and talk about how they're coping, how they're doing. Sometimes I'll ask other questions such as, you know, how are you doing with your mentor? How are you doing in the church? How are you doing at home with the family? But I try to get them talking like that in a group setting so they, they see the value of a, of a good support system. And hopefully they will develop that when they get out of their churches, develop a support system that they have where they can feel safe and talk about struggles they're having. I just think that's really, really important, a safe place to talk about struggles. That's probably the biggest thing. 
And I would say overall, as being one of your students, that is something that I really did take away from your classes was to make sure that you do have a support system there because inevitably something is going to happen. It would be wrong for us to assume that life in ministry is going to go as smoothly as you think that it's going to, because it never is. You know, you're dealing with not only your own sinfulness, your family's sinfulness and difficulties and trials, but also you are in a church where people are also bringing that to you as well. And so having healthy ways in order to work through those personally has been so valuable for me. And in those seminary classes is really where I learned how to, in a healthy fashion, kind of order my life in a better way so that as problems arose, I was ready to take those on. And a lot of it has to do with telling yourself you're not the one who's taking it on. You're bringing it to the Lord and you're encouraging people to also bring it to the Lord and leave it there with him on the cross. Because if you just continually hamper yourself with not only your own issues and your family's issues, but also the issues that people from church bring you and you're not giving it to the Lord, like that's burnout 101 right there. You're never going to be able to do it. And so learning that from those classes was incredibly valuable for me. And I know that I'm not alone, that there's other pastors who probably would have burnt out a long time ago if it wasn't for these seminary classes and learning how to, in a healthy way, work through issues that are going to arise. And so that's been a very valuable thing for me and for my wife and for the kids that we fostered and for the church that I currently serve. Like everyone benefits from these classes. And it feels like that's a really important lesson for anybody to learn, right? Is this idea that conflicts and issues don't just arise for pastors. You know, it's important for any of us to have, and anybody, especially who's doing ministry work, to understand the value of that, to have, to build that support system and to more effectively do the work for the kingdom that we're trying to do. Lindsay, probably the other one that I just want to mention that I think is really important that we talk a lot about, and a lot of our speakers coming in have talked about it, is is trying to set up healthy boundaries. Ministry just doesn't have a lot of built-in boundaries. It's really up to the pastor to set a lot of these. So we talk a lot about that, having healthy boundaries and trying to set healthy boundaries and being aware of that that whole topic, whether it's for the pastor or for the family or the church. That's another topic we talk a lot about. And, and something that I really appreciated that has come up both from the mentors which each of the pastors has a mentor as they're going through their SME classes within their church, as well as the speakers that have come in, is is how they talk about in a safe environment being vulnerable and being honest and and being aware of their of their humanness and their sinfulness, rather than all of us pretending that we've got it all together. I think it helps the students understand that they can talk in a safe place. They can talk about their struggles and their questions and their and difficult situations rather than having to pretend that they've got it all together and that everything is fine, because that tends to catch up to us. Yeah, absolutely. I think of that passage where Paul talks about power being made perfect and weakness and being able to, to put yourself out there and tell people what you're struggling with has the benefits of people realizing that they're not alone when they're dealing with their struggles too. Because sometimes people think that they're on an island when they're dealing with 
certain situations. And one of the best comforts that people can have is know that there are other people who are dealing, maybe not with the same exact thing that they are dealing with, but they're dealing with something in their life too. And I think that that's incredibly beneficial for the work of the kingdom and proclaiming Christ into that where it's not our strength, it's Christ's strength through us. So Nate, as we transition to the last question, you got a lot of stuff on your plate. I'm hearing you, you know, working full time, doing these seminary classes, juggling family life. How can we be praying for you as you transition into this role and continue on in the role and vocation that God has also called you to? Yeah, that was very nice of you to ask that. Well, two areas. The first one is just praying for me over at Lake where I do therapy that I can have the wisdom to know how to handle different situations that come up. I see kids, families, couples, people my age and older. I need God's help all the time to try to help me sort through some of the issues that I'm listening to. And then coming over here, you know, being able to make the transitions when I come over here, although it's it's never difficult, but uh, being able to be a, a safe person, uh, creating a safe environment where we can talk about these issues and struggles in our classes, you know, that I have the wisdom to know how to do that. I don't want this to be just an information sort of thing where people come and learn information about spiritual care and personal wellness. I want them to experience a sense of safety and support as we gather and talk about these struggles and that they feel they can be safe to uh, be open about it. And I've had a number of students as we have class, you know, open up about struggles that they have. That's what I want them to be able to do in a safe setting. You know, we can't just do that anywhere, but in a safe setting, do that. So having the wisdom to know how to set up that kind of atmosphere in my classes, students feel safe, that they understand the importance of a support system and a safe place to wrestle with some of these issues. That's great. We will definitely keep that in mind as we pray for you moving forward. Well, thank you, Professor Larson, for being our guest today. You made it all the way through. Hopefully uh, it wasn't too painful for you. I enjoyed sitting down with you and discussing your new position at the seminary. And I know that our listeners really appreciate getting to know you as well. If you'd like to find out more information about our seminary, you can visit lbs.edu. Thank you to our listeners for tuning into our show today. Don't forget to subscribe to our show and we love it if you would share the podcast with a friend or a colleague we thank you so much for listening and we will catch you next time this has been an episode of the clb forge podcast brought to you by clb north american mission thanks for listening we welcome your questions and comments email us at podcast at clbforge.org